minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Right over left, I never believed Until one day the tide went my way And I felt all your love washing over me Like the rise of the sun on a clear day I believe So take a look at me I'm feeling so alive I'm taking off on this major rocket ride Singing in a song Your hand is clear to see Oh, anima amin With every breath I'm not standing alone through these waters I'll just follow your light down any path Oh, forever I'm your steadfast soldier On this major rocket ride, just sing it in a song. Your hand is clear to see. Oh, anima amin. Oh, take a look at me. I'm feeling so alive. I'm taking off on this major rocket ride, and I never felt this strong.
I'm 
Thank <laughs> קצת גדול עליי, אני צריך לגדול מזה ודי, לגדול מזה ודי. שמשתוללת בי עם אלף הרגלים, עם כל הפחד שעל כתפיי. אני יוצא שוב לפזר את המילים, בין המציאות לשיגעון, הכל חוזר אליי. שם במקום ממנו באתי אין שלום, והמסע הזה כבד וקצת גדול עליי. אני צריך לגדול מזה ודי, לגדול מזה ודי. J.M. in the A.M., Amir Dadon and Shuli Ron, Ben Kodesh Lachol, Ototo, done by Avraim, let's have him free. Joey Newcomb, Zemer, you heard Sim Shalom, done by Lenny Solomon. Shimmy Engel with Anima Amin. 
Yerachmiel begun in Miami with Torah's Chaim. Chizuk Nigun done by Yehuda Green. Micha Garamin's Morabu. Ma'amin, that's RJ2. And Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Do we have a morning packed with amazing music or what is the question? And, of course, the answer is a resounding yes. Wednesday on this November the 3rd, day number 28 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5782, Tufshin Pei Bays. Welcome to a Wednesday with 44 degrees, some sunshine and a high temperature of 55. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low 40. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 53 degrees. 70 right now in Yerushalayim, 44 in New York City, as we say good morning here at JM in the AM. Well, to say that Election Day was uh, unexciting <laughs> would be incorrect. Unbelievable. I did not, uh, I mean, let's see. I was um, obviously um, not surprised by the result in New York City, although, frankly, some of the other races in New York City, aside from mayor, aside from mayor of New York, were uh, were quite intriguing. I mean, uh there were victories in places, city council races, etc., that I think nobody expected, frankly. Very interesting. Right now, uh, you'll recall that Jack uh, Cittarelli was a guest of ours right after his uh, trip to Israel here at JM in the AM. And uh, right now, he is ahead, as crazy as this sounds, with about 84% of the vote in, he is ahead by 65 votes over the incumbent uh, Phil Murphy. I mean the the I mean look the story of course is that uh uh nobody expected this. Uh, Murphy we all thought I think most thought would win in a landslide victory. Uh what's interesting here is again lots of uh races that are going in a direction nobody expected but in addition to that it seems that the uh, Orthodox community, the Jewish communities of New Jersey, whether they be in uh, Ocean County, Bergen County, um, and many other areas, really, really came out for Cittarelli. That's what it seems. And um, in many cases, voted Republican straight down the line. So I'm not saying that the entire election uh, in New Jersey turned on or became very close because of our community, but it certainly had a role in it, um, which is always interesting to see. So right now, Jack uh, Cittarelli, the Republican in New Jersey, 1,172,430. Governor Murphy, 1,172,365. Unbelievable. In Virginia, of course, that's the story of the night. The Republican beat uh, Terry McAuliffe. And uh, a special... um, A special Mazel Tov for another victory to listener Daniel who has now uh, made sure that uh, our good uh, friend and staff member Yoni Pollock is going to be be, uh, penalized, if you will. I know you can't really say penalized when the the wager was for stuck. I get it. (laughs) So maybe I should say the opposite. Yoni Pollock is is going to be the beneficiary of a big mitzvah by supporting a good cause. As the Atlanta Braves won their first World Series since 1995, they defeated the Houston Astros, or as we say on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, a uh, Houston Astros, and uh, and frankly, we couldn't be happier. We would have been happier if the Yankees would have won, but you get my point. Couldn't be happier that Houston lost, Atlanta won, and, um, and Yoni is going to no doubt 
pony up that uh, pledge to that wonderful Stucca down in Atlanta. And again, a big mazel tov to listener Daniel. <laughs> and everybody else down in Atlanta who's enjoying the victory. I'm sure there are many. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Um, J.A. Morris says, Whoa, wish I would have woke up earlier to hear that great first set. Too cold and dark to go walking yet, but thanks always for the great music. Have a great day. And the J.A. Morris says, It's almost Shabbos. It certainly is. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. And as I like to say, comment away. Um, yeah, so this was a, um, this was interesting. I was actually starting to doze off somewhere between 9.30 and 9.40 last night. And then Gavri Siegel came into my room and, uh, <laughs> and informed me that the New Jersey race is a lot closer than we originally thought. And then I ended up, uh, in front of the election results till about midnight and then off, off and on until 4 a.m. As I always say, it's the best spectator sport there is, in my opinion, politics. Even better than some of our traditional spectator sports. And I just couldn't resist. Uh, I spoke to someone who was in Virginia yesterday, and they had told me that, uh, that they had met with... Um, some of the people who've been going around and taking polls and encouraging people to vote, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the feeling was that the Republican would pull this out. And they were right. That same person also told me that uh, I don't realize how close New Jersey will be. I did not expect that. By the way, one thing I have to say, and I know that New York City is very different politically, and I also know that Eric Adams was moderate enough to get the New York Post endorsement. So obviously those factors have to be have to be included, uh, but uh, it is surprising in the wave of um, of uh, Republican direction that overcame the electorate, at least on the East Coast last night. Uh, it is um, interesting to see that Curtis Lewa did as poorly as he did in the mayoral election. Uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the propositions, referendums, questions on the ballot have uh, caused and stirred some interest. The one in Minnesota. It seems that they're keeping their police force the way it's been, which is interesting. I wanted to, um, I wanted to see if I can get a a result on the um, on the propositions in New York City. Alvin Bragg was a, was elected Manhattan DA. Uh, we told you about uh, Eric Adams, of course. No surprise there. Um, see if I can find it. We'll see if we can find those results. I know here in New York, I, I was told in New Jersey also there were some interesting ones. But in New York, certainly I'm uh, curious to see what type of uh, what type of vote um, ended up happening with those uh, propositions. A lot of them have to do with early voting and things like that. Um, Brad Lander won, city controller. Jamani Williams, public advocate. Yeah, it was an interesting night. 
but I don't think anything more interesting than Virginia and New Jersey. That was really something. Um, and who knows? We're hoping that uh, whoever was elected for real yesterday and whoever's going to be declared the winner will do a good job for the uh, American people, for our community, and really for uh, everybody out there. That's what it's all about. More coming up. It is a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Da 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 
Lipa with Bircha Soreach. Acho Senu done by Eitan Katz and Baruch Hovein. You, you heard Amir Dadon and Shuli Rand with Ben Kodesh Lachol. Wednesday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network. And of course, any beloved NSN app. The American Society for Yad Vashem invites you to join them for their 2021 National Gala. It's uh, the Art of Remembrance, a virtual experience scheduled for Sunday, November the 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The event will be hosted by Israeli-American actress and activist Noah Tishbi. will honor the Ettingen family, leaders, and longtime supporters of Yad Vashem. The program will focus on the arts and culture of the Shoah through the unique lens of Yad Vashem. It will share remarkable musical and artistic works and showcase the creative spirit that lifted Jews during this very difficult period. For information, yadvashemusa.org slash 2021 gala. 
yadvashemusa.org slash 2021 gala. Gala, it's on the background. Do our news from Israel coming up and plenty more. There have been a lot of Wednesday post-election days that have been interesting on this uh, broadcast, that I could tell you. Uh, this one is among them. <laughs> Seeing what happened last night. Very interesting. Wednesday morning, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, to 1 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam in the AM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha'achat, Baulpan Tal Shenhav, Im Mashakorachshav, Likrat Ishur Taktiva Medina. הממשלה אישרה לפני שעה קלה את ההצעה להקמת שלושה יישובים בדואים חדשים בנגב, כפי שהובטח לרעם בהסכמים הקואליציוניים. במהלך הדיון התפתח עימות בין עשרות מיכאלי ושקד. הביאה לראשונה את הציטוטים, כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. אחרי שהממשלה אישרה את הקמת היישובים בפזורה הבדואית, התעורר ויכוח בין עשרה מרב מיכאלי לשרה איילת שקד. מיכאלי אמרה, שרת הפנים מקדמת במקביל הקמה של יישובים יהודים בנגב. זה לא נכון בשום צורה, בואו לא נחזור על טעויות העבר ולא נשים התניות להקמת הערים הבדואיות. בתגובה, השרה שקד ענתה לה, תהיה עיר חרדית ועוד יישובים יהודים בנגב. מיכאלי השיבה, טעות ממדרגה ראשונה, שקד ביטלה את דבריה מתקפת הענק על האתרים הישראלים. בית משפט השלום בתל אביב הוציא צו להסרת כל המידע האישי שהודלף. מדווח כתבנו לענייני טכנולוגיה, שי פרידמן. במסגרת הצו שניתן לבקשת מחלקת הסבר סייבר בפרקליטות, ספקיות האינטרנט נדרשות לחסום את הגישה לכל אתר הכולל מידע אישי שהופץ, בין היתר גם מאתרי היכרויות אטרף ומאתרי מכון מור ופגסוס. כמו כן, מנועי החיפוש ידרשו לסנן תוצאות המובילות למידע. עד כה הסירה טלגרם לפחות שלושה ערוצים ששימשו את קבוצת הפצחנים בלק שדו להפצת מאות אלפי רשומות, בעוד הפצחנים פותחים ערוצים חדשים. מחאת הנכים. בכביש 2, מחלף עתלית לדרום נחסם לתנועה בשעה זו על ידי המפגינים. מדובר בחסימה השלישית שמבצעים ארגוני הנכים היום, בדרישה להשוות את קצבת הנכות לשכר המינימום. דובר מחאת הנכים, לוי נאור, שוחח עם אמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל. שכר המינימום עוד מעט עולה ל-6,000 שקל, הדלק עלה, כל המוצרים, מוצרי הבית עלו. נכה במדינת ישראל לא יוכל להמשיך לחיות עם הדבר הזה. כבר התקשרו אלינו היום גורמים בכירים, גם בממשלה ועוד מוסדות, רוצים לשבת ולדבר איתנו, הם הבינו שהם עשו טעות. אנחנו כרגע ממשיכים במחאה שלנו, שיבינו שאנחנו פשוט נחנקים, לא יכולים להמשיך לחיות ככה. איראן טוענת כי סיכלה לאחרונה ניסיון אמריקני לגנוב נפט בים הערבי. בטלוויזיה הממלכתית בטהרן דווח כי כוחות צבא ארצות הברית ניסו לחסום מכלית נפט איראנית באמצעות מסוקים וספינות מלחמה, אך משמרות המהפכה סיכלו את הניסיון. פרשננו לענייני צבא וביטחון אמיר בר שלום מוסיף כי ישנם מספר דיווחים לא רשמיים על מל"ט אמריקני שהופל בתקרית. מחזיק תיק קהילת הלהט"ב בעיריית תל אביב, איתי פינקס ארד, השעה עצמו בעקבות העדויות שפורסמו, לפיהן ביצע מפגשים מיניים לפני כעשור עם חניכים בארגון איגי. ראש עיריית תל אביב רון חולדאי הגיב ואמר, אנו חיים בתקופה שבה הנורמות החברתיות מתעצבות מחדש. החלטתו של איתי נכונה ומתבקשת. כתבתנו לענייני רווחה, שירה מן. לאחר העדויות שפורסמו הבוקר בידיעות אחרונות, הודיע פנקס ארד כי הוא משעה את עצמו מהתפקיד. בתנועת איגי הגיבו הבוקר לעדויות על נשיא הארגון לשעבר גל אוחובסקי ועל פנקס ארד, ושלחו מכתב לחניכי הארגון וכתבו, אם החניכים שחוו את האירועים הללו לא הרגישו בטוח לבוא ולדבר עד עכשיו, זה אומר שהמרחב לא היה בטוח מספיק, וזו אחריות שלנו. 
ומכאן למזג האוויר הטמפרטורות תהיינה רגילות לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. נפשי, נפשי חמדה, חמדה בצל ידיך.
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast. Hello, hello. For 3rd of November, 28th of Mar Cheshvan. Yesterday was election day. Very interesting day, to say the least, as we said earlier. Very, very interesting. Right now, a um, what was it, 65 votes? I think it's 65 votes that separate the two candidates, two major candidates in the governor's race in New Jersey, which was unexpected and unbelievable, frankly. <laughs> that was unbelievable. And we'll see what happens with that result. A toast to life, and uh, before that, Misnei from Yaakov Shweki, Shairibo, and uh, Mati Steinmetz with Nafshi open up that set Wednesday morning, JM in the AM, 44 degrees, sunshine, high 55. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman, Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954, available at Better Kosher Supermarkets Nationwide. Try A&H today. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. More coming up. Yehuda Glantz, JM in the AM.
JM. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> JM in the AM. Kesser done by um, Shlomo Kalbach. Yachad. Name of that selection. You heard a glance before that. Anilo Musugal and Kulo Tahor. Wednesday morning. It's JM in the AM. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us. Our friends at GaiaCoffee.com want you to take advantage of the offer and get uh, 15 percent. Excuse me, fifteen percent off of any order with uh, promo code radio at GaiaCoffee.com. G A I A Coffee.com. G A I A Coffee.com. Go to GaiaCoffee.com again. G A I A Coffee.com and um, enjoy fifteen percent off when you uh, use promo code radio. You'll you'll receive. In your package, some delicious Gaia brew bags, which means you simply prepare a nice hot cup of water, toss in a brew bag, and you have a, a great fresh brewed cup of coffee. That's how it works. That's how amazing it is. GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, coffee.com. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav, Zevin Revi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Malochim Beis. In Gilgal, Elioa Novi asked Alicia to stay there because Hashem has sent Elio to Beiskel. However, Elisha refused to leave him. Elisha accompanied Elio to Beiskel, and the Nevim who had been in Beiskel came out to Elisha, and they said to him, Do you know that today Hashem will take your master, Eliyahu, from you? He replied that he knows, and he silenced them. Elio Anovi told him to remain in Beiskel, because Hashem is sending him to Yericho. However, Elisha refused again and accompanied Elio and Novi to Yericho. Elio took his mantle. He folded it over, struck the water, split it in two, and they both crossed over to dry land. As they were walking and talking, a chariot of fire appeared and separated the two of them. Elio and Novi ascended to Shemaim in a whirlwind. Elisha tore his garment in two picked up Elio's mantle and struck the water. It split apart and Elisha crossed over. The Nevi'im from Yericho came towards him and they said that they would search for Elio. Maybe he was carried off by the wind and thrown into one of the mountains or one of the valleys. Elisha told them not to search, but they badgered him until it was embarrassing to refuse. So he told them to send the men to search. They searched for three days but of course, they could not find Elio. They returned to Elisha, who was staying in Yericho. And he said to them, Didn't I tell you not to go? Rashi asks on this, Is it possible that the day before, they told him that Hashem was going to take Elio Novi, and now they didn't know where he was? This teaches us that since the day when Elio Novi was hidden, Ruach HaKodesh, the Divine Spirit departed from the Nevi'im. The Ruach HaKodesh was no longer widespread throughout Klal Yisrael. From this piece of Novi, we learn the importance of taking advantage of all that an Adam Gadol, that a great person has, to give over to this world. When they leave this world, the Kochos are there for us to take. Their Midos Tovos, their good characteristics, their learning, their Torah, their tefillah, the way that they daven, the way that they prayed, it is all for the asking. A person merely has to try and emulate 
the ways of the giant that has left this world. May we always learn from the great Torah leaders of this world and incorporate their valuable lessons into our daily lives. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
There we go. JM in the AM with Ari Hill and uh, Ellie Marcus together. Project X, great medley here at JM the AM. Wednesday morning. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Much appreciated, of course. Lots happening out there in the Jewish world, as you know. I want to call your attention to our community calendar where the 42nd annual Bris of Rum dinner is featured. That's happening this coming Sunday. It's actually a combination luncheon and dinner, frankly. Uh, NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar. NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar. The Lander College for Men's Open House is this coming Sunday beginning at 1 p.m. at 75-31 150th Street in Queens, New York. It's up there on our website. Go to um, NahumSiegel.com again to the community calendar. When you click on the icon to the right of the open house, you will see the exact link you need to get information and to register uh, for the Turo Men's Open House this coming Sunday. So Lander College for Men, the open house is this coming Sunday on 150th Street in Queens. Starts at 1 p.m. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. And uh, make sure to check it out. Also, the national finals of the Chidona Tanakh. We mentioned this yesterday on the air. Again, if you click on the icon to the right on the community calendar at NahumSiegel.com, Simply cut and paste that link, and you'll get straight to the registration page. It is a free event. It is a 100% free event with a delicious dinner included. This coming Sunday, November the 7th, the 2021 International Bible Quiz for Adults United States Finals. Again, November the 7th, this Sunday on East 29th Street in New York at Adarat L. It starts at 4 p.m. You'll witness the contestants' vast knowledge and celebration of Tanakh, the Jewish nation, and Israel. At the conclusion of the finals, a festive dinner will be served. Admission is free. You must RSVP. Again, uh, my suggestion, you go to our website, go to the community calendar at NahumSiegel.com. You'll see National Finals of the Chidona Tanakh. Just click on the uh, icon, and I would cut and paste that long registration link, and you'll be able to register free of charge. That's the way to do it. All right? So keep that in mind. Cincinnati Community Colel event is up there. The... Uh, Best Cake Bakery new ownership reopening for November the 14th is up there down in Philly. Our friends in Philly who are tuned in. The Bergen County Hanukkah Toy Drive is there. Uh, the drop-off on Norfolk Street in Bergenfield, that's uh, slated officially for November the 15th. I'm assuming you could actually 
go earlier than that. Let's see. The Bergen County Hanukkah Toy Drive is a unique opportunity to bring the joy of Hanukkah to thousands of Jewish children and a terrific way to involve your children in the mitzvah of charity. There's a whole list of what you could donate. You donate at 95 Norfolk Street in Bergenfield or your school or shul drop-off box. It's now through November the 15th. There are 18 receiving organizations. Information, go to bctoydrive.com. Yeah, Bergen County's been in the news a lot recently. bctoydrive.com. bctoydrive.com. By the way, I got my uh, copy of Rabbi Nachman Seltzer's book, Insider, uh, about Rabbi Yisrael, about uh, rather, um, um, uh, about Yisrael Katzover, the journalist Yisrael Katzover. Uh, it says here, Gedolim and world leaders, politicians, spies, and soldiers, inspiration and mystery, bullets and bitachon. This book has it all. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer has done it again. He'll join us next week. The brand new book is about Yisrael Katzover. It's called Insider, The Insider. It's called The Insider. All you got to do is go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Artscroll.com. Promo code radio. Uh, you get your discount, plus you get free shipping, and you'll see there on the homepage that the book is featured, and for good reason. It's really looks like it's amazing. I got it. I, I just got it, and I assume I'll spend most of Shabbos exploring it, and I'm looking forward to it, frankly. Uh, our friends at OHEL have their big dinner coming up. It's called Forward in Strength, OHEL's 52nd Annual Gala uh, with honorees Mark and Shavy Schlossberg, the Liberty One Group, Usher and Sipora Pollock and a special tribute in memory of Miriam Weiss. It's all happening uh, as part of the OHEL event. Go to ohelfamily.org, ohelfamily.org. Uh, make sure to get your uh, registration in. Make sure you get your donation in. Place your ad in the journal. It's sponsored by Apple Bank. It's happening at the New York Marriott Marquis, Sunday, November the 21st, OHEL's Gala. We'll talk more about it next week here at JM in the AM. Just make sure you get your reservations in and get ready to participate in what always is an amazing dinner. I say this every single time. Oh, hell is an amazing dinner, and um, we always have the most inspiring time uh, attending. So make sure the 21st of November you get your reservation in. More coming up. It's JM and the AM. Dove Hyken's going to join us. We'll do a little post-election analysis. I know there's some elections that are still, that are still you know, at issue, uh, but we will do some post-election analysis with Dove Hyken coming up here at JM and the AM.
Let's go. One. Shlomo Cats wrapping up the hour before that eight time cats and Yehuda Green with Margie Shin. It's Wednesday, and this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, as we said, there have been a lot of interesting uh, Wednesday day after election days. Uh, since I took to the airwaves back in uh, 1983. There have been a lot of very interesting November Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- last night, and I should say today being Wednesday, um, among the uh, most interesting, as uh, we saw both locally and to a degree nationally what went on in this country um, last night, some people um, found it a total surprise. Others had frankly predicted it. Um, some results we're still waiting for, but no matter what, no matter what the end results will be, it certainly was an interesting wave that took place uh, yesterday on election day. Adove Heikind, in addition to, uh, being an amazing leader in our community, <clears throat> both political and otherwise for the last 40 years, is founder of Americans Against Antisemitism, and he has, uh, played an important role in this election. Uh, election day yesterday, and has uh, no doubt plenty to say about what our community experienced yesterday as well. Dove Hyken, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. It's always uh, a pleasure to be with you, and uh, a very, very exciting. What can I tell you? I've been involved, uh, you know, in in political races, and and I, you know. What happened yesterday is just remarkable. Uh, it's sort of the, hopefully, the answer to the radicalization of the Democratic Party, it's something that I've been talking about for, for years now, that the Democratic Party has moved so far to the left uh, with positions that are uh, positions that the over the majority of Americans uh, do not agree with. And, and what happened last night, I mean, <laughs> you know, everybody's waiting for uh, next year's election, uh, you know, as, as an important one. But amazing things happened, uh, including very locally in Brooklyn, a race uh, 
with a young lady, Ina Vernikov, uh, who's uh, literally part of my family, a young lady, uh, 36 years old, uh, from the Ukraine, who uh, uh, grew up uh, without any kind of uh, connection to Judaism, came uh, on, a, on a long trip to becoming a person who's committed to the Jewish people, uh, you know, uh, I strongly supported her. I got, I got to tell you, Nachum, you know, it's been a long time. But standing outside yesterday for 10 to 12 hours myself, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, they gave me a chair to sit down on. I never sat down. I, I, I was just out there, and I, I could tell uh, from the morning on, and I was at three different polls in Brooklyn, in spite of the support of the other candidate, uh, Ina is a Republican. She was a Democrat until a, f- a short time ago. Uh, I-, I could tell at the polls, uh, the people that were voting, uh, the Sephardic community, the Orthodox community, non-Jews, I-, I could tell something was in the air. Uh, something was happening here because uh, uh, the enthusiasm. You know, people don't want to be told who to vote for. You know, some group uh, who thinks uh, they know better than anyone, this is who you should vote for, and this is the right person. Uh, people have minds of their own, and, and people are smart, and people understand. And, this, you know, Ina Vernikov, you know, we thought, you know, most people thought she couldn't win. Uh, if, uh, if anything, it would be a close race. And Nachum, she got close to sixty-six percent of the vote. Well, let's 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 start there. I mean, how how do you explain such an overwhelming victory? And uh, uh, you know, again, we have to remind people, especially those listening from outside the New York area who may not be familiar, that this has never been a Republican seat. Am I right that a Republican never won that that district? Or I- never, ever, ever. I mean, that is the remarkable so thing. Ex- I, can't, I can't even say it happened 100 years ago. It just never happened. So explain. And here ex- you have explain. this young lady who, by the way, does not come from a political club. Uh, this is something she decided to do. She didn't need a job. She's a very successful lawyer, but she uh, she's actually the head of the women's division for Americans Against Anti-Semitism. Very active. Tough she is tough. She is strong. She's going to speak out and not be afraid to do what needs to be done, which is something, uh, Nachum, that's a huge problem so, today. You so, know, a lot of our yeah. politicians, so, uh, instead of just doing what they think is right. Right. You know, I get it. Uh, I get it. Though, seems, though, I, I, yeah. get, I get it. But I, I, and I, even going into yesterday, I have to assume that even you felt this was going to be a very tight race. You know, even you felt that... The, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. At the, at the minimum. I, I, look, I, by no means that I, was I, you, know, you never know until you count the votes, but, uh, you know, this was at, at the best going to be a very, very close race, and it could right. go either way. All right, so let me, let me ask you this, because this is obviously, uh, you know, something much bigger than just Brooklyn, although just speaking about that seat and the efforts that you put in and the results there are fascinating, frankly, and obviously it's a sea change uh, for what New York is used to, especially in that area of the city, but it must be um, it must be quite pleasing uh, to see the obvious, and I and I don't know if everyone understands how obvious it is yet, but I think as the news comes out, they will. How obvious the Orthodox community or the major Jewish presence in other places, not just Brooklyn, but in other neighborhoods in New York, and quite frankly, in the state of New Jersey, it must be quite pleasing to you to see that it's obvious that the Orthodox community, which has been so laissez-faire 
about voting over the years took a very active role yesterday in multiple places. There, there's no question about that. I mean, as I said, this was yesterday was a victory for for people in the, in communities. It wasn't about the big shots and the people with titles and the people who think that they control the communities. Yesterday was just the opposite. People understand what's going on and they're not happy. They're not content with uh, business as usual. They're not content with the Democratic Party totally out of control, uh, with the legitimization of anti-Semitism on a certain level, with the BDS movement and, and all the rest of it. And, and yesterday, the beauty of it in our neighborhood, and I think it's true throughout, don't tell me who to vote for. Don't tell me that you know what's best for me. People know. People understand, Nachum. And, and yesterday was the ultimate. I mean, the gratification on a personal level, uh, because, you know, it, it was a nasty race. Uh, you know, terrible things were being said. You know, by the way, about me and about Ina and about uh, – and, and, and I've got to tell you, when, when Ina spoke last night after uh, 90% of the vote was in and she was leading, literally, it was a landslide. So she spoke. Uh, let me tell you the first thing she said that came out of her mouth. You know, nothing to do with me, not rehearsed. The first thing she did was say, was thank God, thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's what she did. How beautiful is that? Yeah, pretty I, amazing. You don't see that from too many candidates, frankly. Dove Hikins with us live via telephone. Dove, you pay careful attention. I mean, you just mentioned anti-Semitism, how rampant it is in many uh, in many forms all across the country at this point. You pay very careful attention to the national scene. You're not just a local guy who's you know working local races, but you're very concerned about this country. You saw the vote in Minnesota regarding the police. You saw what happened in Virginia with the governor's race and the state legislature there. And there's other stuff I'm sure that's going to be coming out that will that will also contribute to a very very different type of um, uh, of re of results compared to what people uh, suspected would happen nationwide. Tell me what this now does to the squad. You know politics. Well, does, well, does this well, let me tell you what it should do. Uh, whether it will do that, we'll find out very, very soon. I mean, look, everyone is talking about uh, uh, will the Democratic Party learn lessons. I mean, I'm talking now about CNN and MSNBC, who are so liberal so far to the left. I mean, there's a recognition, at least today, that the Democratic Party is in trouble. Uh, Nachum, it's something that you and I have spoken about. I'm still registered as a Democrat, right. but I support Republicans uh, uh, these days. Uh, look, I I'm out in Nassau County, uh, Nassau County, Suffolk County. Uh, Bruce Blakeman won his race for county executive right. Republican. Nobody expected uh, that. Uh, district attorney here in Nassau County, uh, the guy who's the architect of the bail reform that lets criminals just walk out. Uh, you know, they walk in, they walk out. Uh, that person, that state senator, lost his race. Right. And this woman, Donnelly, won, which is wonderful. So, you know, people are not stupid. You can take advantage up to a certain point, but it reaches a point which it did last night. But does it now marginalize squad members or not? What will happen? I hope to God, but uh, I, no guarantee. Right. No guarantee. I, I, they sh the Democratic Party should learn their lesson. Will they learn their lesson a week from now 
or will they find excuses? I guarantee you the squad, uh, some of these people are going to give all kinds of excuses as to why they, they didn't do better than they should have. Well, I, no, I assume they, it's going to be... blame everybody. I assume but, it's going to be racism. Racism will be oh, the main good, But trust me, just watch what Tlaib and Omar and AOC and, and Corey Bush and the others, they're going to come up with all kinds of things, and they're not going to see the reality of what the American people want. You talk about democracy? This is the beauty of our country. This is magnificent. I wonder I, yes. wonder, I wonder if people like Senator Schumer, and let, let's not get into all the things we, we have troubles with, just, just politically speaking, I wonder if he'll now you know, take the foot off the gas a little bit in terms of his move toward the left. Maybe he'll understand that the, the people out there, the people that potentially could vote for him uh, next year, you know, want a different type of of uh, of uh, democrat than than he's been uh, tr- than he's been transformed into well Malcolm, you're absolutely correct his whole life uh, for the past year has been to satisfy aoc because he's concerned that she's going to run against him right. and he does he wants to avoid that at all costs i hope Malcolm, that he will read you know the results clearly last night in new york i mean Everywhere. I mean, we had great, a, a great race in Buffalo where a radical socialist won the primary, a Democrat, and the former mayor of Buffalo was victorious as a write-in candidate. Right. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that, uh, that it's is un- crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, AOC and the, and the whole squad, they all supported the socialists. And the socialists lost, and Nachum, it wasn't close. So Will Schumer, the Shomer Yisrael, the watcher of the Jewish people, will he become what he has claimed all of his life, that he is there to stand up and fight for the Jewish people, fight for his community, stand up for Israel, and so on and so forth? Will he finally get it? We're going to find out very soon. The only Republican who didn't show any life yesterday, of course, was Curtis Sliwa. I mean, I can't really blame him. He's running against a moderate mayor that seems really popular who even got the endorsement of the New York Post, believe it or not. Do you have hope for New York City under the leadership of Mayor Adams? Well, I I know, Eric, we worked together on many occasions uh, fighting anti-Semitism and racism, the two of us. We had created a black-Jewish alliance years ago. So, look, I am hopeful. We're all hopeful. I mean, if we want New York to continue to be a place that people live uh, in New York and don't try to escape uh, to other places, we need a strong mayor. And, look, we all hope and pray that Eric Adams will be successful. Uh, there are going to be a lot of forces on the other side. Uh, yeah. Look, great victory. Let's be happy. Let's be thrilled. We thank God for what happened. But uh, anyone who thinks that oh, the battles are over, we're, we won, we can go home, we can go to sleep, believe me, that is totally not the, the case. Talking about anti-Semitism, which you mentioned, I mean, you know, Nachum, a lot of this stuff does not get into the media. Right. There are terrible things happening every single day somewhere in our communities. Terribly anti-Semitic attacks upon Jews, whether it's universities, whether it's in the community, it's ongoing, it's constant. And the thing you know that I've said all along about the Democratic Party that there's got to be one standard for hate. You know, one standard. If you're a hater, I, I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, I don't care what. We condemn that 
you know, no hypocrisy, no double standard, because it seems that anti-Semitism is just not treated the same way as if you attack someone in the black community or someone in the gay community. It doesn't get the same attention. Most of the stories that I follow every single day, terrible stuff, doesn't get into the media, into most of the media. It's just, you know, it's about the Jews. The Jews have, you know, the Jews are powerful. They're, you know, they, they don't need any, any of our attention. And, 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 you know, these anti-Semitic acts are not treated the way they should be treated. When you attack a Jew, when you physically or otherwise attack a Jew, that person is affected for the rest of his or her life. It doesn't go away. When you call me a dirty effing Jew, or you paint a swastika outside of my synagogue or outside of my community, that doesn't go away. You know, other people say, oh, you know, they, they think about it and they say, Nebuch, but if you are the victim, if you have been assaulted in an anti-Semitic act, it never goes away. It never leaves you. The psychological effect will be there forever. Yeah. So we need to stand together. Everyone needs to be involved on some level in this war against the haters. You know, Nachum, you know, we are, what, 14 to 15 million people in the world, Jews. That's all there is. That's yep. it. Yep. Out of 8 billion people. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you yeah absolutely it, amazing. You, you mentioned you, you that we are the victims of so much hate out there. You mentioned it from that perspective, and boy, oh boy, we have to be we have to be thankful that we're able to exist in this world with the hatred that's out there. Uh, right. Only by the right. grace of God, of course. Um, well, look, we pray for a better, safer, and more productive, and more friendlier, and more calmer and peaceful New York. We pray, and the. Uh, uh, that that whatever leaders are uh, elected or and and become officially elected, whether it's local, uh, whether it's governors in New York, uh, in rather in New Jersey and in uh, uh, Virginia uh, or wherever they are around the country, that they get this message and a lot of important messages, as you point out, um, uh, uh, reverberating throughout the country uh, after a day like yesterday. And the mo- and the mo- and the most important thing, in my opinion. That we could look at what happened in New York, specifically in the district that you cited and the one you worked with and, uh, and, and others, and we could see what happened in New Jersey, and it's obvious that there was a noticeable participation by the Orthodox community in the election process, and I am happy to see that because uh, the, uh, the, uh, the alternative is a disaster for us. We have to Absolutely. be active. I, and we have... Nachum, I am so proud of, of the people. We call it the Amcha. Yep. The people. That's that's what yesterday was all about. And, and by the way, you're correct. Ina Vernikov, as you will find out, and everyone else, will be a superstar. She She's just an amazing individual. But Republicans, one in other communities in Brooklyn and Queens, this was huge yesterday. Yep. And the question is only, will the Democrats Democratic Party realize that they are going over the cliff unless they change now. Period. And I wonder if in the White House they're uh, they're feeling the pressure now. I wonder if they have a uh, an idea that what happened yesterday is really a referendum on what's going on in Washington, or as they'll likely spin it today, uh, they may consider these these all isolated episodes and what they're doing in Washington. They're quite proud of. I don't know if they're going to get the message. Uh, uh, listen, they know they're in trouble. But the truth is, and I'm sad to say this on your show or anywhere else, but uh, the president of the United States, Biden, is really missing in action. He's just not there fully on many different levels. And you watch him, he moves, he's reading his speech off the teleprompter. He's just not 
there. Very, I mean, the way we are perceived now throughout the world, they, you know, they used to talk about Donald Trump, you know, that uh, we're going to restore, you know, respect for America. Right. Do you think anyone respects us right now with Biden as the president of the United States? He is so weak and, you know, sleeping through a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> well said, both figuratively and literally. Right. Uh, and um, and we we are in such dire need of leadership right now. And one thing we're not getting from Washington is really effective, energetic leadership. Uh, please, God, hopefully that will change sooner rather than later. Uh, Dove, congratulations. After all, the race that you were most involved with was a big victory. So congratulations to you. And thanks so much for helping us on this aftermath Wednesday of Election Day. Thanks for having me, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Appreciate that. Dove Hyken has been involved for, oh gosh, what is it, five decades or so? And um, as, as bo- both as an official and unofficial leader in the Jewish community. And now is the founder of uh, Americans Against Anti-Semitism. And his candidate did real well yesterday locally. And uh, many of the people that our community was going for uh, certainly did well yesterday. We'll see what the final results will bring. But a very, very interesting election day. Like I said, I've sat through a lot of Wednesday, day after election days over the years on this program. This one was one of the more fascinating ones. More coming up at JM in the AM. Dabro, 
Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM. That's um, Levi Folkowitz, Lohmana Chai. Hey, a reminder to Chidona Tanakh, the 2021 International Bible Quiz for Adults, United States Finals, happens this coming Sunday, November the 7th, starting at 4 p.m. at Aderet L on East 29th Street in New York City in Manhattan. At the conclusion of the finals, there'll be a festive dinner served. It's a celebration of Tanakh, the Jewish nation, and Israel, and it's absolutely free. Go to our website, NahumSiegel.com. Click on Community Calendar. When you see the event, the 2021 International Bible Quiz for Adults, just cut and paste the um, link you see there. Register. It's totally free, but you have to register. You have to register. So take care of that and enjoy this coming Sunday. As you heard yesterday from uh, Iran Berkovich, it's going to be quite a wonderful event. Uh, That's for sure. So take advantage, everybody. And enjoy. The American Society for Yad Vashem invites you to join them for their 2021 National Gala. It's called The Art of Remembrance. It's a virtual experience scheduled for Sunday, November the 14th, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The event will be hosted by Israeli-American actress and activist Noah Tishbi. It will honor the Ettingen family, leaders, and longtime supporters of Yad Vashem. The program will focus on the arts and culture of the Shoah through the unique lens of Yad Vashem. It will share remarkable musical and artistic works and showcase the creative spirit that lifted Jews during this very difficult period. For information, go to yadvashemusa.org slash 2021gala, yadvashemusa.org slash 2021gala. All righty. 
to keep that in mind. What else do we have here to remind everybody about? Also on the community calendar, you'll see the um, Lander College for Men open house. That's happening this coming Sunday at 1 p.m. at 75-31, 150th Street in Queens. Uh, check that out by going to the community calendar section of NahumSiegel.com. You Again, when you click on the icon to the right of the event, you will see the link where you could register for the open house. Lander College for Men, 150th Street in Queens, is coming Sunday beginning at 1 p.m. So check that out. And um, also on our community calendar, the Bris Avram Dinner, which is really a luncheon slash dinner coming up this Sunday in Hillside, New Jersey, with many distinguished honorees. We discussed this with Rebecca Nelsky last week, you'll recall. Information on that, again, uh, you could click on the icon to the right of the event at the community calendar, or of course, you could call them at 908-289-0770, If you have not yet become a monthly recurring donor to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, which of course supports the amazing work that we do here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, please do so. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, be as, um, be as, um, generous as you can and of course we thank you for that feel free to comment on the app go to the nsn nahum single network app for android and iphone and comment away trucker yit says we get that the popular amount of jews is new york city your show's an international show i vote for mashiach well thank you for that trucker yitz <laughs> i think i would join you on that campaign um adrian says uh dove hiking makes a lot of sense yeah i agree with that dr moshe writes could you post the toot stuckers for the world series bets it would be nice if the houston and atlanta fans made donations to the opponent's fund as a hakara satov and well wishes to each community listener klein says y'all a shout out to the atlanta braves teaches us to never give up the win is always just around the corner um nech says miles up to the braves is a fan who stuck by them through their lean years this was an exciting win uh, and, of course, listener Daniel says, I'm not driving carpool today, but congratulations to the Braves and to Atlanta's Yad Liyad. And that's because Yoni Pollock now owes Yad Liyad a donation because of the Houston-Atlanta wager that took place this past Friday on JM and the AM. So we know that the Atlanta one is Yad Liyad. I have to find out from Yoni the name of the Houston one. Uh, listener Chaya says, just wondering, AJA carpool, are you rocking this morning after that Atlanta Braves win? I would bet they, in fact, are. Speaking of sports, by the way, Akiva Poppers is with us live via telephone. Akiva Poppers is the president of Max Live, M-A-C-S-L-I-V-E. That is the outlet uh, where one can watch and listen to the broadcasts of the Yeshiva University Maccabees, their men's basketball team, which, as you recall, when we last left them, <laughs> they were on a wonderful winning streak and wondering if some of their players would be allowed to play again uh, post-pandemic uh, because of the NCAA rules, etc., etc., etc. The good news is that the regular season starts this coming Saturday night. It'll be on the road in Pennsylvania, but again, the regular season starts this coming Saturday night. And there's a full basketball schedule for Yeshiva University. I say Baruch Hashem with the way they represent the Jewish people on the court. Akiva Poppers leads the team of broadcast professionals that bring the games to the entire world. And I'm sure he knows that literally people around the world tune in to see how the YU men's basketball team is doing. Akiva Poppers, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. 
Thanks, Menachem. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem, you got to speak a drop louder if you don't mind. As, of course. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting through a little case of laryngitis. But, uh, I, I know. That, I know. That's why, I'm trying that, to, I that's why I'm trying to encourage you. Bro- broadcast <laughs> colleagues try to encourage each other when faced with a challenging situation. Anyway, uh, speaking of challenging situations, it might be a challenging situation for the Yeshiva University Maccabees to get back to where they were two years ago. You will recall. That as uh, the pandemic started, YU was in the midst of an amazing playoff run, which many of us thought would end with a Division Three national championship. I'm not making that up, folks. We really did believe they would be national champions. The pandemic shut all that down. And now, finally, it looks like we get to have a real regular season, I hope with fans. We'll find out from Akiva Poppers in a moment. A real regular season that will go... Uh, through February, and then, and then, keep in mind that on February the 22nd, February the 24th, and February the 27th of 2022, that is the playoff schedule for the Skyline Conference, which will hopefully lead to a conference championship. And then, of course, the month of March, hopefully, um, the Yeshiva University will participate in the national championship games uh, leading up to who knows what. Akiva Poppers, as you hear in the voice, in my voice, of a, an enthusiastic YU men's basketball team fan, we have high expectations for this season. Well, I'll tell you what. Looking at this team in practice and in the two uh, off-the-record scrimmages that we had, we are already better than we were last year when we went 7-0. So that's, that's a good start. Where does the winning streak stand right now? How many in a row has the Yeshiva University men's basketball team won? 36, 29 in that, that COVID year, which uh, the year which ended with disappointment with the tournament being canceled, and then seven in last year's uh, shortened season. Has, uh, has the nation paid attention to this 36-game winning streak? Aside from Max Live, are there other media outlets that are marveling at 36 games in a row? Well, I, I would say there are. Um, we've gotten coverage from many, many outlets. Um, but also, besides for just getting coverage on, on the win streak, also there's been coverage specifically on Ryan's row. Um, currently, ESPN is working on a story on us. This year, we have multiple documentarians on the team. Um, but yeah, na- national outlets, local outlets have all picked up the story. Fox picked up the story. NBC picked up the story. Uh, CNN picked up the story. Uh, Etc. Now, when you yeah. story. now when you say the team is better than last year, that has to mean that they've been able to retain some of their stars, if not all of them. You'll tell us in a moment, and they had to have added uh, more great basketball players to their team. What can you tell us about those who are coming back and those who are new? Yeah, well, we return our top seven scorers from last season, um, including Gabe Leifer, who is a full-time. Uh, PWC associate, uh, as well as in uh, YU's real estate master's program, um, and he's studying for the CPA. Um, so <laughs> the guy does it all. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to have a busy year, huh? <laughs> he's coming back on the COVID waiver. Every single person who uh, who was on a basketball team last season, whether or not their team played, uh, gets that extra year of eligibility, and he's using it. Right. Um, so besides for him, Terrell... Uh, Reeve, Halford, Matan Zucker, Oren Betesh, Adi Markovic are all back. Uh, and in addition to that, we added a few transfers. 
most notably Ethan Lasko and, and Jordan Armstrong. Um, your listeners might remember Lasko from uh, Sarajek. Jordan Armstrong is a little bit more of a of unknown, unknown, un, unknown to your listeners, perhaps. Um, Lasko, he's, he's pl- Lasko played for what team in Sarajek? Yeshiva High School of Boca in wow. Florida. Nice. Uh, Armstrong is a grad transfer from Oberlin College. Um, so he has a very different path than than uh, what, what Lasko has, where he went to Shiva High School and then went to uh, he was he played for D1 programs for the last few years um, right. and is now a grad transfer and studying Cardozo. The, uh... Uh, but I, I, I would say though, beyond just the fact that we have these transfers, um, the team started to mesh slowly last season, um, started to learn each other, uh, started to get used to each other, um, and we improved gradually over the course of the season. Um, and, and based on what I'm seeing in practice in these scrimmages, we would have continued meshing and getting better had we had more games than seven last year. Yeah, I hear, um, I hear that. So I, that, that is the primary driving force behind what looks to be our, our strong I, – I would argue we're already in mid-season form at this point. Akiva Poppers is with us. He's president of Max Live, M-A-C-S-L-I-V-E. They bring you all of Yeshiva University basketball. Are you doing any of these away games that start the season, or the first ones will be next week when you get home? The first broadcast we're doing is at home uh, against Eastern Connecticut, which is next week on Wednesday night. And uh, a certain person by the name of Yoshua Siegel will be on the call. Wow. That game. I see you're going with your best to start off the season. Yes, we are. Boy, oh boy, uh, I'm proud. The, the, game, the, the game's in, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania this weekend uh, against Lycoming College, which will be a, a challenging game on Saturday night and then against Penn State Ski Hill on, on Sunday. Um, from what I've been told, the Lycoming game will have a full broadcast with announcers. Um, the Penn State Ski Hill game will likely have video, uh, but they weren't planning on having announcers, so perhaps if my voice is better, I'll be <laughs> on there. Yoshua made an offer if he's available on that day to drive down. Um, but worst worst case scenario, that game will still have a video broadcast. Ooh, I better uh, check out the weekend car situation. Thanks for this advance warning. Akiva <laughs> Poppers is with us. Um, so it's not automatic. They're not going into their home schedule automatically 2-0. and These could be tough games this weekend. Uh, the Lycoming game could be specific. That, that one specifically could be a tough game, the one right. on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Uh, Lycoming two years ago went 19-8. and and lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and then last year um, they went five and two, and then and they won the Max Freedom Conference Championship, which was I mean it was a shortened season, so anyone could win anything. Right. Um, but they're pretty talented. They received one vote in the top twenty-five, so they're ranked uh, like sixty-fourth to start the year um, uh, in the country. We should mention Yeshiva University's ranking nationwide. What do you got? Number two. Unbelievable. Um, Number two it, in it the entire entire country of, of Division three schools. It's and they're around they're around 425 schools, so it's a uh, wow no no small thing, uh, and and we're behind the one and only Randolph Macon, of course. Yeah, and I, I don't have to remind you about Randolph Macon. Yeah, <laughs> you certainly don't. <laughs> um, uh, Akiva Poppers from Max Live is with us Wednesday night, the uh, 10th of November. That'll be the first broadcast from the Max Stern Athletic Center against Eastern Connecticut State. We're encouraging everybody to get into this. The University men's basketball team represents our people really well on the court and uh, off the court, and we're hoping that everybody out there will take great pride, uh, as we have for so many years internationally in their efforts. You do know that people are watching and listening from uh, many different countries around the world, right? 
Oh, yes. I, uh, I look at the, the statistics on game viewership, uh, both uh, the total numbers, and then also I go to Google Analytics and check out the countries uh, after each game. Pretty amazing, I'm telling you. People are, are taking such pride in what they're doing, and some people are staying up uh, you know, deep into the middle of the night just to make sure to catch the games. Now, we mentioned it's a full schedule. I, look, I have the schedule in front of me. It looks like you know, the usual suspects that they've got to get past in the Skyline Conference. Are all the schools going to be doing whatever YU is doing? Meaning, if YU has fans in the stands, if YU has certain regulations, will all those regulations be the same throughout the conference? Okay, I'll start by answering the question, which you're probably going to ask next, because I know everyone's on their toes about it. Uh, YU will have fans, according to current policy. Now, it could change, but fans will be allowed as long as they're fully vaccinated and wearing masks. How many That's fans? Full capacity. That's what I've been told, at least. Now, the policy could change, of course. Right. Um, and that policy hasn't been officially released, although it's been kind of led on to by a commentator article about women's basketball fans being allowed, um, which was published yesterday. But, yes, from what I've been told, fans will be allowed. Um, with that said, policies are school by school. Um, so any, any school can do whatever they want. Um, so if I'm, so used to, if I'm used to going to St. Joe's every year to see an away game, I, I can't depend on that. I've got to check out what the policy is there. You, you do have to check out the policy. Um, I would say for the most part, especially if you look across the country, so I'm including the Midwest in here uh, and, and the Central Region and, uh, where a lot of, and the South where a lot of, of D3 programs play, uh, their policies are full vac- full capacity, uh, maybe vaccination required, no mass required, or mass required, no vaccination required. Uh, most, a lot of schools have more lenient policies than she with us. Uh, it would be hard to imagine that schools wouldn't allow fans at all, right. um, but it's possible. They, there's no set policy on any of this stuff. Yeah, I hear that. Um, all right, so do you think that this really will be a full schedule? I mean, like I said, it's sitting in front of me. We now have every school, it seems, in the Skyline Conference cooperating. Uh, I mean, aside from, God forbid, any, any, real, you know, uh, a- any real problem, any new variant or anything that can cause any real problems, we should get through this season, right? Yeah, you're looking at what should be the full schedule. Um, I would imagine, and a policy has been made in other conferences, I would imagine the Skyline Conference will come up with a policy regarding rules on in-conference games what the rules are if, if a team has COVID cases. Uh, I mean, working with the current CDC policy, in theory, uh, let's say 10 Maccabees came down with COVID, right. they could still play. Right. They could still play with, with eight players or whoever is left. Right. Um, I, there's one other conference, which I know put out a policy, which said if a team has fewer than five people remaining, they have to forfeit. Right. Um, but well, I hear that. that. I, I think that's actually an NBA yeah. rule also, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, we, we are probably looking at the full slate. That should be the schedule. Uh, and I would note there are many non-conference games on there which are very enticing, including one. Um, I don't know if, if you know which one I'm referring well, to. Well, I'm assuming you're talking about December the 30th on Thursday night. I, I am talking about December the 30th on, on Thursday night. I better make yeah. sure to reserve my seat for that game. How early do you think you know, I have to be? <laughs> Well, I, if you come with Yoshua Siegel, who's also <laughs> calling that game and books for that game already, 
then you should probably be fine. Oh, thank goodness. It's a home game. A lot less of a, of a gas bill than the one this weekend. Uh, by the way, I'm assuming Max Live is picking. You know, the price of gas, Mr. Popper, is very, very expensive these days. If Yoshua ends up driving yeah. out to Pennsylvania, you and I are going to have to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois Wesleyan is the university that plays Yeshiva University on December the 30th. It is a home game for the Max. Circle that one on the calendar, folks. And really, there are a lot of games you could circle, and I hope that people take advantage. You know what we always say? It's one of the great family activities, and it's totally free to come out and see Yeshiva University men's basketball. I see there are a couple of uh, – uh, actually, is there only one afternoon game? Is there only one 2 p.m. game, that uh, 2 o'clock on November the 28th? I assume that's Thanksgiving weekend, right? That is a Thanksgiving weekend, Erev Hanukkah. Yeah, that's it. That's the only, uh, that's the only afternoon game. There, there's one. There's one on on, uh, on January second against Williams at five p.m. I don't know if that counts as a as an afternoon game anymore. Right. It might be an evening game given the the fact that the clocks. Uh, yeah, understood. Coming up on us quickly. And and I'm just looking. I, I usually do this on the. Uh... You're, you're sparing Coach Steinmetz the activity of going through the schedule <laughs> with me. Oh, there is a, the Saturday night games are great. Not for the team, I don't think, because I don't know how easy it is to play on Saturday night after Shabbos. But there is a December 11th Saturday night game. There is a, uh, uh, there is a uh, Saturday night game on December 4th against Old Westbury at home. So there are a couple of opportunities to really bring the kids out and have them enjoy uh, this incredible Yeshiva University men's basketball team. Just a note, because I'm sure some Yeshiva League people are curious. Has Sarachek been announced, or or so far they're silent about whether there's a tournament this year? It's a good question. Uh, there's been no public anything about Sarachek. Yeah. Um, from from what I'm aware, they're working, admissions is working to put on a tournament. Um but there's like at this point no details, and obviously things could change. Right, but it's, but the, it, but the, ar- but the arrow, gonna... yeah, things are looking up. In other words, they would they would rather have it than not have it. Let's put it that oh, way. It's for sure. Okay, yeah. understood. Uh, are you aware of the Lenny Solomon song that's uh, dedicated to the Yeshiva University Maccabees? I am aware. I've got a couple of my team members working on uh, the music video. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> By the way, speaking of team members, yeah. I have a. Uh, and the Max Life team this year, and I'm including only undergraduates, so Yoshua's not even included. Right. Um, 49 people. What? Uh, doing, 49 people. Doing what type of work aside from being on the air? So the on-air personalities, the talent, the, the people who you see up front uh, only make up around a fifth of our roster. Wow. Um, the other, about, I, I would say almost half of our roster includes People dedicated to content creation, both on the written side uh, and on the video side, um, and social media and and, uh, and and things which go along with it, like marketing. Um, and then there's also a lot of people who we have working on the actual broadcast. I really hope that the people uh, in the administration know about this because this is, this could be such an attraction for those who want to be in a Jewish environment but pursue uh, all the different aspects of sports media. You just listed some of them. There's a million things that people can do, men and oh, women, sure. men and women, sure. and uh, and I I really hope that they understand that this is a unique opportunity. In my day, obviously, it, it existed only on a very very small level. Uh, which we don't have to get into now, but you could imagine. But now, you know, e- everything can become a major production with a large staff and everybody doing uh, something they enjoy. So I hope that uh, everybody who's uh, with you on Max Live is really gaining from the experience and enjoying it at the same time. Uh, Akiva Poppers, he's the president of Max Live. First of all, I appreciate it. I know it's not an easy morning for you with the laryngitis thing and all that, but we did want to get a Max Live conversation on the air before this weekend. Uh, good luck to the team. Please wish them our best for this weekend on the road, and we look forward to 
either seeing you or watching you uh, and your team next Wednesday on MaxLive.com. And, of course, I do encourage people to come in person. I hope you don't mind that. I know you'd rather people uh, probably come and uh, – or you'd rather people you know, be at home and watch your broadcasts. I get that. Uh, but we need a good balance of both. We need a full arena, and we need uh, thousands of people watching from around the world. Precisely. Thank you, Akiva, and good luck. Thank you. Have a good one. I'll, I'll wish the team the best. Yeah, I wish the team the best, and uh, we're going to play that song in a moment. Akiva Poppers, president of Max Live, JM in the AM.
perfect moment. The hour makes you golden. You didn't ask, but you were chosen. It's not where you've been, it's where you're going. The last rung on the ladder. You're the queen of batter. Every clock that ticks is telling me this is our time. Lucky are we? I'm a doy kokeinu. Oma no yim goin aleinu. Oma ya for Yerusha seinu. Oma ya for Yerusha seinu. Lucky, lucky are we? Lucky, lucky are we? Playing our notes in the symphony, making the world what it's supposed to be. Strollers to beggars and high rollers. This holy puzzle's coming clear. Every last piece is needed Long here. Long soldier, driver, part-time graphic designer. Any clock that ticks is telling me this is our time. Lucky our way. Oh my doy kokeinu, oh my noim goin aleinu, oh my yafo yerusha seinu, oh my yafo yerusha seinu.
Israel and our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Oh. <laughs> oh. Would be nice if we played the right selection to wrap up the show, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would say so. And that will wrap up a Wednesday here at JMN. Plenty more coming up tomorrow. Don't forget Avrami with a live lunch happening at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And, of course, amazing music all day long. No reason to touch that dial if you love Jewish music. Just keep it with us. And a big hello to those listening on Naki Radio. I'm told that uh, the Naki Radio, which now does allow for the Nahum Siegel Network to be featured, uh, I'm told there are people who have it on 24 hours a day. And that is pretty amazing. So thank you very, very much for that. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.